0: Having all kinds of malfunctions here. <clears throat> well, as you can tell, you're stuck with me this Sunday. The whole day. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I'm going to say that later. <laughs> um, few announcements. Uh, children's Church, kindergarten through fifth grade, will be going. But they also need help. So see, Harry, if you can, you can help. Because, um, you know... How many of you all grew up having to sit in big church as a kid? How fun was that? <laughs> I got bribed with candy. I got swatted a few times. <laughs> and so, but but it's good for them to have have a time when when they can go and they can hear it on their level. You yeah. know, Jesus took children, sat them in his lap so that he could talk to them. So, um but uh, another announcement uh, one stitch at a time is June 11th this coming Saturday and it's from 10 to 12. I think I sent it out in an email it was like 9:30 or something but 10 to 12. Lisa Linton's going to be teaching how to make caramel so everybody like caramel <laughs> good stuff uh, so anyhow um, so if Kids want to go to children's church? You ready for them, Harry? Okay. All right. I do have one more announcement, and it's and it's a very sad one. As you came in this morning, you may have noticed that Carl wasn't in the back. Um, he was working on one of his vehicles yesterday and the car fell on him and he passed away. Yeah, it it happened sometime yesterday afternoon probably between 5 and 7 o'clock. His son came home from helping a neighbor do some painting and he was underneath the vehicle. Um, So as I know more about what the family needs and all. Uh, if you know Carl and Preston, you know uh, they lived together for several years um, and were each other's family. Um, Carl did have other family down in the Roanoke Potomac area and all. So I'm going to meet with them this afternoon to see what what all kind of arrangements they want to make. But but keep them in your prayer. Preston's going to going to need lots of support and 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 all. Um, cause a, a young fellow like that, but but you know, it's Carl's first Sunday. It's tough losing people, especially when it's quick and it's unexpected. Uh, But as a Christian, we know this is not the end. So, okay, onward today. I'm going to be – I was going through – Acts, the second chapter, and, you know, we do this thing called church. What's church? Is it a building? Is it? Say no. (laughs) It is not a building. (laughs) Um, So what is church? Why do we have this thing called church? Why do we need it? What's it for? Who started it? If we look in Acts chapter 2, um, and Acts was written by, by Luke, and, uh, but he's writing about when Peter is speaking about Jesus, specifically speaking about Jesus being Lord and Christ. And starting with uh, verse 9, he says, Brothers, I can confidently speak to you about the patriarch David. He is both dead and buried. He's reaffirming to them, David did not come back. He's dead and buried. And his tomb is with us to this day. Since he was a prophet, he knew that God had sworn an oath to him to seat one of his descendants on the throne. Seeing this in advance, he spoke concerning the resurrection of the Messiah. And he said, he was not left in Hades, and his flesh did not experience decay. He's reaffirming that God did go to Hades, and defeat that. He came back. God has resurrected this Jesus. We are all witnesses of this. This is Peter speaking. Therefore, since he has been exalted to the right hand of God and has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit, he has poured out what you both see and hear. For it was not David who ascended into heaven, but he himself says... The Lord declares to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies my foot, your footstool. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know with certainty that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. Verse 37 says, when they heard this, they came under deep conviction and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, brothers, What must we do? What must we do? Verse 38, Peter says, Repent and be baptized, each of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you and for your children and for all those who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. And with many other words, he testified and strongly urged them saying, be saved from this corrupt generation. The early church, they were a group of people who, what did they do? They understood who Jesus was. And when they fully understood that, they repented. Now... I'm I'm sure all of you all have heard the word repent Most of you know what it means If I repent of going this way I spin around and turn and go the exact opposite direction And guess what I don't do I don't look behind me I don't look to see where I came from Repentance means I stopped doing what I was doing And I don't want to do it anymore Because I found something better Jesus made the way for us to get to heaven, to, and that's why he came, because we couldn't do it. How, many, how, many, how long had it been that people were trying, you know, the Pharisees that you know, said, oh, I've kept all the laws, I've done it all. And Jesus convicted them and said, yeah, but what's in here and what's up here? No, that's not clean. You may have kept your body clean. You may have done all the ritual things that you need. But your mind and your body, I mean your mind and and your heart, your soul, that's not clean. So what is church? You are. When you're here together, this is church. It is the people that make up the church. It is not the buildings. It is not the programs. It is not anything else that makes this a church. It is the people. Where two or more are gathered in my name. He is there, right? That's what he said. So... Let's go to verse 41, right after that. And it says, So those who accepted the message, they were baptized, and that day about 3,000 people were added to them. Could you imagine that? Guess what? They didn't have a church building, because we couldn't fit 300 more people in here, could we? Where, where would they have been? They weren't in a building. They, they were just gathered together. It says 3,000 people were added to them and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and to the fellowship of the breaking of bread and to the prayers. What is it they did? They devoted themselves to the teaching, to the fellowship, breaking of bread and prayers. That is what a church does. If you're here... It should be because you are devoted to learning more about Jesus, learning more about God. And it's not about just learning because, you know, there are some people that love to learn. They've got however many degrees. And as I've told my children, you can have all the knowledge in the world. And until you experience, you don't have wisdom. Until you do it, you can read all about it. You can watch all the videos about it. You can hear all the lectures about whatever subject it is. Until you actually do it, you don't have a clue yet. You really don't understand. Um, and then it says in verse 43, Then fear came over everyone, and many wonders and signs were being Performed through the apostles. Now all the believers were together and held all things in common. They sold their possessions and property and distributed the proceeds to all as anyone had need. Every day they devoted themselves to the meeting together in the temple complex, broke bread from house to house. They ate their food with a joyful and humble attitude, praising God. And having favor with all the people. And every day the Lord added to them. Those who were being saved. They were living life together. Church is not a club. That you come and you pay your dues. And you show up once a week. (laughs) It's not that. It's family. It's living together. It's taking care of each other. A good church, family, they're devoted to each other. They're devoted to the teaching that's in here. If somebody, Neil and and Frank and I were out putting a a piece together on, okay, I just came and helped and put a few (laughs) nuts. I almost timed it right. I almost got there at the end. But but putting something together. What do you need when you've got how many pieces and screws and nuts? 230. What do you need? What do you need to do something like that? You need your hands. What else do you need to read? Directions. We need instructions. Because you look at it and go, okay, how does this go together? we have instructions folks we have direction I don't care what it is in life and the world can tell you I'm sorry it's different today we have it harder than you did in your time no you don't (laughs) it's no different today than it was 50 years ago 150 or 5000 years ago the same stuff is going on on. it's just taking a different form we wear different clothes than we did back in the 70's right I don't have my bell bottoms on and my (laughs) shoes. Okay, we dress different. Things look different, but they're the same. It's nothing new. But a church is devoted to learning about Jesus. Why? So what are we going to do with that knowledge? Because as a church family, we're supposed to be hospitable to each other. What did it talk about? It talked about the breaking of bread. Eating together, fellowshipping together, being around each other. We do that, you know, once a month down downstairs. Oh, I do need to remember to tell you this. On Father's Day, we won't be doing that downstairs. <laughs> but you're going to be doing that with your families. You know, some of you are going to have your kids over, or grandkids and, and things. But that's fellowshipping. That's being devoted to each other. What else were they? They were generous. If somebody had a need and another person had a way of helping them out, what did they go? Did, what, did, what did they tell them? Here, take it. Did they say you should have worked harder? <laughs> you should have gotten a better job. <laughs> you know, it's your own fault. No. You know, those are really easy answers, though. You know, when when you you look at people and you see their situation, you go, well, if they'd have made better choices, it, you know, this wouldn't have happened to them. Guess what? You can't tell what's going to happen today or tomorrow. I just told you about that about a brother. Had no clue that that was going to happen. You don't know. Your situation can change in a split second. And don't ever forget that. And what was the other thing that they did? They prayed for each other. Folks, if you can make it at 845, come and pray. I would love to see enough people coming in at 845 that we can't put them in the little conference room. We have to meet in here. Because where does the power come from? The power comes from God. How do we get the power from him? We ask him. We have to ask him. What do we need? We have to ask. Don't your children ask you when they need things? Don't friends ask you when they need things? If they just say nothing and go, mm, well, you know, <laughs> that doesn't work. So they got together and they prayed with each other. You know, that's what we do as, as a church. That's what families do, don't they? Do y'all like your families? Yes. Not even going to give you a chance to say, well, except for that one, you know. (laughs) We've all got those, and some of you are those. (laughs) Um, But that's just it. We are all a little bit different. Some of us a little bit more different than others. (laughs) But that's okay, because we're all loved. Because what does the Bible say? While we were yet what? Sinners. Sinners. Christ did what? He died for us. He did the ultimate thing for us while we were the worst thing that could ever be. In his eyes. We weren't good enough. There was absolutely no reason for him to do it. Except for one thing. Love. He loved us. This church that we have here. This family that we have here. There are three things that I want each one of you to know. Number one. Everybody that is here and everybody that comes through that door. Has been invited. Either you invited them. I invited them. Somebody else invited them. And if none of us invited them. Who invited them? God did. The spirit did. Because remember, this is his church, right? When somebody comes through that door, I don't want them to feel, you know, just maybe, well, you're allowed to be here or, oh, you're welcome to come in. If somebody invites you to their house, what does that usually mean? They have something planned for you, don't they? You know, it's going to be a meal. It's like, what are we going to have to eat? <laughs> are we are we barbecuing? <laughs> you know, what is it? Um, I want people to feel that they've been invited because they have. So, if they have been invited, they need to be treated like they've been invited. And each of us needs to be treated like we've been invited here. When we do that, you know, the like I said, the, the Holy Spirit. So many times. People come in, and you go, hmm, I wonder why they came because they were invited. A second thing each of you need to know is you are highly valuable. 1 Corinthians 12, starting with verse 4, it says, Now there are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit, and there are a variety of services, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Each of you have individual specific talents. I don't know what they are, but you do. And you may may even have some secret ones that you don't know about. You may have some gift that... You don't know about. I will tell you when I was younger. I grew up in one of those good traditional homes. You know. My father was a World War II Marine. My parents were born in 1914. 1918. Children should be seen. And not. Yes. (laughs) Should not be heard. You speak when you are. Spoken spoken to. So. I didn't speak a whole lot. (laughs) You know me now, right? <laughs> you can change. You can be different. Uh, my children say, "Dad, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Go." You know, you see, I see somebody, and it looks like they need someone to just say hi to them. And you know, they're, oh, here he goes. <laughs> He's gonna go talk to this total stranger. You know, why? Because we are all valuable. We all have. An individual gift, an individual something that we can do in this family. Okay. So what part of the body are you? I don't know. Got a couple of fun facts for you. You know that little hanging down thing in the back of your throat? What's it called? The Do you know in your lifetime that thing will produce approximately two swimming pools full of saliva. <laughs> That's kind of a gross thing, but you know, if it wasn't doing that, how would your mouth feel? Pretty dry. You know, as a little kid, I remember looking at me, what is that thing back there. <laughs> you know, it's like, hmm, it has a purpose. It's hidden away. Most people don't see it. But without it, the mouth would dry up And we wouldn't be able to talk very well, would we? What about this little guy right here? (laughs) A little pinky finger. I want you to try something. Take your hand and stick your pinky finger up. Grab three fingers and squeeze. Squeeze as hard as you can. Okay? Now, put that pinky finger there and squeeze. Do you realize that 50% of your grip strength is in this little guy right here? Half of your grip strength is in your little finger. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) Because the first time I heard that, I went, it is not. (laughs) I don't believe that. That's one of those weird facts. And that's when I did that, and I went, (laughs) and then when I just added that little finger in there, it's like, I'll be doggone So, you know, sometimes when people need help, you know, where it says we're three or more are gathered in his name. (laughs) Well, pinky, you can make a difference. You really can. Um, First Corinthians 12 uh, and and starting in, in verse 12 here, it says, For just as the body is one and has many members and all the members of the body, though many, they're one body. You're all one body. So it is with Christ. For in one spirit, we're all baptized into one body. Jews, Greeks, slaves or free. And we are all made to drink of one spirit. You know, none of you are here by accident. If you walked in today, it was not by accident. There was a reason that you came here today whether it was what you're hearing that God laid on my heart to tell you or whether it's something that you heard from someone that you spoke to today, you are not here by accident because you are valuable. You are so valuable that God died, or Jesus died for you. While you were the absolute worst person that you could have ever been, the nastiest person you could have ever been at your absolute worst, God loved you and said, yeah, I'll I'll die for them. One more thing that you have to realize. You've been invited, you're valuable, and you're constantly in a state of transition. And you're doing one of two things. You are either getting closer to God or you're walking away from him there is no standing still because we're always moving you know you you can't you can't stand still when things are moving around and expect to get anywhere so how many times did we see in scriptures where, Jesus would speak to someone and he'd say, Come and follow me. And then what would he do? He would start walking. And they had a choice. They would either follow him or, like the rich young ruler, what did he do? He turned and he walked away sad. So we have to make choices. We make choices every day. We make choices for what we're going to wear in the morning and, you know, where we're going to go and, and, and all kinds of things. But we have, to, we have to make a conscious decision to follow Christ. We have to make a conscious decision to fellowship with each other. For some of you, it's real easy. You can walk up to a stop sign and tell it to go. And for others of you, it's hard to get anything more than a one-word answer out of. And that's normal. That's okay. But here within this church body, we do have needs. You heard about children's church. You know, you've heard about other things. And all I'm going to say is you need to find some place that you can help. Because you are part of the body. And even if you're just part of the skin, you know, if you go out in the woods and the little hair on you, know, all of a sudden you feel this tickle and you look down, you see a tick. <laughs> One little hair told you that, didn't it? Had that happen a few times this past week. <laughs> yeah. It's like you feel something crawling on you. Every part of the body is important. But like like it says here we, we are all baptized into one spirit we are all part of one body we all work together you know we we get it done that way so remember you're invited you're extremely valuable cuz God died for you and you have a choice to make you're going to get closer to him you're going to turn and walk away I think if you're here, you're walking closer to him. So on those days that you might get a little to get a bit discouraged and you might stop, I'm like don't stop. Just keep moving. Keep going forward. Don't stop. We can't. It's no fun. God has exciting things in store for you. You wouldn't believe what he has planned for you. But you have to do your part. There are times when you're going to give someone a hand. You're going to do something. And and you're going to feel it's like, oh, man, I'm glad I didn't stay home today. Or I'm glad I stopped and helped that person. Just do it. Just go ahead and do it. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for all that you do for us. We thank you mostly for your son Jesus who died for us. But Lord, we thank you for the fact that, that he just didn't come and die. He came and he taught. He helped us to understand why he was here, what was what was the purpose, and, and what we need to do to help each other. Lord, help us to be a church that is always looking for the opportunity to to be hospitable, to be helpful to each one of us. And, Lord, we just thank you so much for, for giving us a place to do that here. We, we call this building a church, but we know it's not. We, we know it's just a tool that you gave us to help make things a little easier for us to do. And so, Lord, I just pray for each person here that you would just touch their hearts to help them to, to see how valuable they are, to see that they do have talents no matter how old, how young, how insecure they may feel, um, you do have something for them to do. Still, as long as you've left us here on this earth, we have something to do. So, Lord, we just thank you so much for your grace, your patience with us. The, so many times that, that we do we do fail you, but we thank you for for that love that just keeps encouraging us keeps calling us closer to you. So I thank you for all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. One more song. Let's stand. If I can get unhooked there. I think I need a little thing to plug in.
1: Amazing grace My chains are gone son forbear
0: Father, we just thank you so much. We thank you for the fact that knowing that once we become one of your children, we are forever yours. We thank that for our brother Carl, who is with you today. So, Lord, bless us as we leave this place. Help us to be an encouragement, to be a blessing, to, to be a help to those around us. It's in your son's name I pray. Amen.